I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Can you just tell me about your mom and kind of what comes into your mind when you think about her kind of pre all of this Dallas stuff happening? My mom, she's just an extremely emotional person. She's happily married, great mother. She was always just extremely invested in our personal lives. And we call her, tell her, love you, mom, and she'll just cry. All of this started happening, and she's a completely different person. The first time we realized that she was very into the conspiracies was directly after the election in 2020. She was originally on Facebook, and she had a pretty decent amount of of conservative, like radical conservative friends. And um, after they all kind of made the the migration away from Facebook, she started on Parler and then moved to Telegram, where I think it got the worst. She just spent all hours of the day on her phone. My dad said that sometimes he would roll over in the middle of the night at, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning. And she'd be on her phone, like under the covers, just scrolling like for hours. And she would just, she would do that when she was awake for for probably 20 hours a day. She would kind of make passing comments, telling people that the earth is flat and that Hitler wasn't all that bad. And then that the election was a fraud. And any day now they're going to start the emergency broadcast system and uh, money won't work. And they're going to declare Trump the, the crown king or something. She wasn't shy about it. My dad, originally, he was pretty interested in it at the start, but my brother and I, we kind of showed her how much we didn't like it. So she started to back off a bit and didn't tell us as much. So I started talking to this woman who we're going to call Laura about her mom in November 2021. We've changed her name to protect her mom's identity. Towards the end of last year, a group of people loosely affiliated with QAnon started gathering in Dallas, Texas. In that group was Laura's mom. They were there because they'd been following and listening to a man named Negative 48 who had made these bizarre claims that John F. Kennedy and maybe his son John F. Kennedy Jr. were suddenly going to be resurrected on November the 2nd. Laura's mom had been watching Negative 48's videos and following his Telegram channels. She had been keeping notes of everything in a journal. I found out about the journals after this past summer. It was after we got into a a pretty big argument about what she was getting into. And and I told her, I haven't talked to you in a year. Like, I want my mom back. (laughs) The next time that I went over to my parents' house, she had a, she was holding a book, like a pretty thick, like kind of journal. And she's like, she's putting it in my face. And and she's like, yeah, you you said you wanted proof and I have proof. She told me that the journals are full of what JFK Jr. is saying to her directly. The day that she left for Dallas, she handed them to my dad and said, you can read these after I'm gone. (laughs) 
So I've been following QAnon for quite a number of years now, and this group is an offshoot of QAnon, effectively. But what made this one so different was the fact that there was this man, Negative 48, who had effectively come out of nowhere and had managed to convince hundreds and hundreds of people to drop their lives, abandon their families, pay thousands of dollars and fly halfway across the country in order to meet in real life in Dallas, all on the basis that JFK was suddenly going to be resurrected. Um, let me see here, got him. Okay, she said... We on Earth are here for a reason. I have a purpose here in 2021, and I have come to terms that you may not believe any of what I have tried to tell you. So for the last, I guess, couple of months now, I've been trying to get in touch with Laura's mom. And unfortunately, she just hasn't responded to any of my messages, phone calls, or social media posts. I was really hoping to talk to her about her time in Dallas, waiting for JFK, her following of Negative 48, and what she had written in her journals. We did not realize that she was so deep into the movement at all. And when we did get to read them after she left, our first reaction was panic, because, you know, it sounds like a quite a goodbye. Now... I have been speaking to some people who have gone to Dallas and stayed there for a few days, and but they came away completely disillusioned and even angry about what they'd seen. Unfortunately, there are still a lot of people, like Laura's mum, who have been completely taken in by Negative 48's predictions in ways that are just destroying their lives and their families' lives. Hundreds of QAnon followers from across the country gathered in Dallas to witness John F. Kennedy and John F. Kennedy Jr. reappear and announce that Donald Trump would be reinstated as president. Some of those folks also believe JFK Jr. will be seeking office soon based on their t-shirts suggesting JFK Jr. would be the former president's running mate in 2024. People went to Dallas, Texas because JFK was going to be revealed. Now he's saying that JFK Jr. is the second coming of Christ and you fools believe it. John F. Kennedy. 131. Make America great. 131. This is Vice News Reports, and I'm your host, Ariel Dumas. And I'm David Gilbert. I'm a journalist who covers extremism and disinformation for Vice News. Hey, David. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Um, So I just heard from this woman, Laura, whose mom got swept up in this group. But can you tell me what's going on in Dallas? So I've been following QAnon pretty closely. And while I've been paying attention to it, I came across this group of people, kind of an offshoot of QAnon effectively, And kind of at the end of October, beginning of November, they began traveling to Dallas because they believed that John F. Kennedy, among others, 
was going to make an appearance on the anniversary of his assassination in 1963. Wait, JFK? The JFK part of this seems really out of left field for me. What's the deal there? And how is JFK in any way linked to QAnon? So JFK within the QAnon movement has become this mythical figure. They've built up this whole storyline around him and how he has... He was never actually assassinated back in 1963, that he is still alive. Now, within the QAnon movement, dates have always been very important. For example, there was January 6th, as we all know. There was also January 20th, Biden's um, inauguration. All these dates, but they're always kind of arbitrary dates and the goalposts are always moved and they're just set effectively by QAnon influencers who want to appear to know or seem to know as if they've got insider knowledge. So around October 2021, a couple of researchers I've been working with previously, they began tracking a couple of these groups and they flagged to me that this one particular group was growing really quickly, a group called Occupy Dealey Plaza. It was run by this influencer who's called Michael Protzman and who's known online as Negative 48. And he made this prediction about JFK and it kind of just snowballed really quickly in the last couple of weeks of October. Then suddenly there was hundreds and hundreds of people who were saying that they wanted to travel across the country paying thousands of dollars to see this prediction come true. One of those travellers was the mother of Laura, who you heard from earlier. And another one of them we'll call Angela, a recent retiree from Florida. We're changing her name at her request. I was excited. It just, it felt like an adventure. To me, it just sounded like, oh, that would be fun to go to Dallas and, you know, meet a lot of these people that were like-minded. She started to become interested in QAnon-linked conspiracies after the 2020 election. The censorship started big time on, uh, you know, all the social media. Uh, Trump got uh, kicked off of Twitter. And so that caused me to start digging a little bit deeper than, than I had been digging at that point. So she heard about this trip to Dallas and decided that she wanted to go. And because she recently retired and she had so much time on her hand, she volunteered to help organize travel and accommodation for all the other people traveling to Dallas as well. There were um, over 300 people on the list, which kept changing day to day to day. And so all of these people, they are here in Dallas to see JFK rise again. And negative 48, who, who is he? Like, why does everybody believe him? How, why is he so captivating? So Negative 48 really came out of nowhere on the QAnon scene over the last 12 months. And it's really, when you look at it, it's only kind of the last six months where he's had any major impression on the movement. And people began to recognize his name and he attended some of the bigger QAnon events. But he still wasn't really well known until he started making these wild predictions. If you look at it back in March or April, he had a Telegram channel, the Negative 48 Telegram channel, that had about 1,700 members, and by November had risen to over 100,000 members. He's lost a few members since, as people have kind of moved away from him, but his rise was really rapid, and it shows you just how quickly these conspiracies can kind of catch on, especially in QAnon world, where I guess people are already primed to believe this kind of stuff. So he's basically kind of created this cult within QAnon 
by making these predictions. Like, what kind of predictions, though? Uh, pretty wild predictions. He uses this system. It's kind of a bastardized version of gematria, which is a Hebrew numerology system where he assigns each letter in a word or phrase a numerical value. Gematria, A is 1, Z is 26. Just the real simple, you know, A, B, C, 1, 2, 3. So that's actually how he came up with his name. If you take the word evil and you use that in the gematria system, so you've got E equals 5, V equals 22, I equals 9, and L equals 12, which totals 48. You just add up the letters in the word and you get a number. So when you hear a, a phrase and a number, you're going to realize that they're, they're related. So by giving himself the name negative 48, he is implying that he is right. the opposite of evil. And by linking those two phrases or names together, he is able to then derive these kind of predictions or um, some sort of higher power that he has knowledge of. Right, so he can basically do whatever he wants with this. Exactly. He is able to then manipulate this system to come up with phrases that suit his predictions and therefore appear to his followers as if he is some sort of kind of demigod or savant or whatever you want to call him. And is that what he's claiming? Is he claiming divine knowledge? He's a conduit from the divine to these people. He also speaks or he claims to speak directly to Donald Trump. He claims to be the second coming of Christ. At other points he claims that Donald Trump is the second coming of Christ. John F. Kennedy 131. Make America great. 131. So his predictions include the fact that um, John F. Kennedy and John F. Kennedy Jr. are direct descendants of Jesus because Jesus did actually marry Mary Magdalene and they had four children and those four children had children, children down generations came to John F. Kennedy. Trump is also a member of this bloodline so that's how this all kind of ties together in his head at least. Trump said make America great again was more than a political slogan. Make America great again, 163. John F. Kennedy, again, 163. Alpha and the Omega, again, 163. So another thing to note is that he also makes extremely anti-Semitic pronouncements. He denies the Holocaust. He even denies the existence of Jewish people at times. And despite all of this, he's still found this extremely loyal following who are willing to obviously travel across the country to, to see him. Even as his predictions get wilder and wilder and more apocalyptic every single day. We flew from Florida to Dallas. I was excited to just see what would unfold over the next four days. My husband and I were going down to the lobby. We didn't know what to expect. And then suddenly there was a crowd gathered by the elevator, and that was negative 48. It was crazy. I mean, the women were practically swooning. Everybody was, oh, he's here, he's here, he's here. And everyone's rushing over, and, and everyone just wants to be near him. And then they're, they're told that they should go to AT&T Plaza in the center of Dallas uh, because that's where something is going to happen. So I said, OK, let's do that. So we walked there and a whole bunch of other people walked there. And um, 
there was music and people were dancing. People have been told to dress up so that there, there's people wearing Trump flags, there's buttons, there's people are meant to be wearing blue t-shirts or dresses to identify each other. But no one really knows what's happening. And um, we hung out there all day and all these rumors started circulating um, of what may happen. There were going to be movie stars and you know celebrities and people from the music industry that had died that were supposedly not dead that were going to be there. But let's let's just see what it's about. That night it got later and later and later. Nothing was happening. And it was maybe around midnight. There were still hundreds of people, hundreds of people there. But at this point, we were tired. We were exhausted. And it and it just felt like, what are we doing here? But then you didn't feel like you could leave either because you just felt like, well, I'm here and they keep saying something's going to happen. So. And then suddenly there's a bit of commotion and Michael Proxman appears. And he was shouting and people were saying, we're all supposed to look up in, in the windows there. And there were, you know... <laughs> Rumors that it, it was Princess Diana up there, it was Michael Jackson up there, uh, it was JFK Jr. up there. You couldn't see anything. It felt downright crazy at that point, and I was saying so. I was I was getting really angry at that point, out of the blue. There he is, just feet from me, and he's walking down, and he's got his hands in like a scissor motion going up and down, literally parting the crowd. And he was saying something about believers over there and non-believers over there. And then when he was just a few feet from me, I heard him say, not to me specifically, but just to the crowd in general, don't worry, you are exactly where you need to be. You have a bird's eye view of what is about to happen. So, you know, I mean, it felt like something was about to happen and it started feeling like a little unsafe, like something's going to happen, but what? Is a bomb about to go off? And so then it was around two in the morning. I saw children sleeping on the ground. And then suddenly there was lots of commotion and there was lots of shouting going on. And it was because they were opening up boxes and giving out T-shirts. I'm sorry, T-shirts? Yeah, really crappy, not very nice white t-shirts with the name of his YouTube channel on them. There were t-shirts being circulated and you'd see somebody with a t-shirt and everybody would be saying, where'd you get that t-shirt? Where'd you get that t-shirt? And don't ask me why, but I thought I needed a t-shirt because I was like, I've been here at 18 Plaza all day and all night and I'm getting a t-shirt. And I went back to the hotel just sputtering the whole way. Just cannot believe they did this to not just me and my husband, but to all of these poor people. I was just livid, 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 livid. JFK hadn't been resurrected and he was still dead. And so they're told, come back the next day. People have heard about a parade at DB Plaza, but they're not really sure when that's going to take place. Suddenly it just popped up. Everybody needs to be there at 10 o'clock or you will miss it. And at that point, I felt like, I don't think anything's going to happen. But I, just in case, I have to be here. It is almost 12.29. Any minute now, the big reveal. The crowd is big, ready to go. 
So, yeah, there were hundreds of people there. And then, again, because of the crowd, I knew suddenly that Negative 48 was there, well past the appointed hour of the supposed parade. So how does Negative 48 explain the fact that there's no parade, that JFK isn't showing up? Like, what does he say? Well, he explains it like he always explains everything that doesn't happen. He just ignores it. He doesn't say anything. He kind of just keeps going and his followers just still follow him around. And he says this is all just part of a plan. And then it started raining hard. So, and it was clear there was no parade. I said, well, isn't it obvious at this point? The guy's a fraud. I mean, we, we've all been here for days and look what has happened. And it's just outrageous. And so negative 48, despite two days now of repeated failed predictions, he decides he's going to make another prediction. And this one even wilder than anything he's made before. He tells everyone that JFK is actually going to appear at this Rolling Stones concert that's taking place in the city that night. And he'll be joined on stage by Michael Jackson and Aaliyah and Prince and all these other people. And so Angela and her husband, they actually go out and buy tickets for this concert. But then again, nothing happens. And that is kind of the last straw for her. So she and her husband get back in the plane and fly back home to Florida, feeling pretty depressed and, and in fact duped out of lots of money and their time. And all she's really got to show for it is an extra T-shirt. I mean, I would imagine that she must feel pretty embarrassed at this point, right? Like, she put a lot of energy into this. So what about all the other people who still believe? Are there any left? Like, what about Negative 48 himself? Like, what's up with him right now? He still had plenty of followers, plenty of people um, surrounding him, um, listening to him, believing him. It's nearly three months later now, and there are still people in Dallas with negative 48. Initially, after the first weekend, there was a couple of hundred people who stayed on with him through November. And slowly, the numbers of people staying there have kind of dwindled. But there's still a couple of dozen people with negative 48 right now. One of them is Laura's mum, the woman who gave her journals about JFK to her husband and her kids before she left for Dallas. She was actually going there and back from Dallas, and she she wouldn't go for more than two or three days at a time. Now it's been two months. She stopped talking to us. She stopped texting, stopped calling. We're very clear on her, her intentions, and she, she does not intend to come back. More on that after the break. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. 
And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We on Earth are here for a reason. I have a purpose here in 2021, and I have come to terms that you may not believe any of what I have tried to tell you. God has miraculously changed me, and I talk to him daily. Please make sure your soul is a good soul. That will be the best gift I can ask for you. We will all see each other again soon. Thank you for a wonderful life. I am blessed to have been given a family who made this life worth living. So... David, last we left off, there was this core group of believers who were still in Dallas, still in the thrall of Negative 48, including the mother of this woman that you interviewed, the woman that we are calling Laura. Yeah, and and Laura's kind of becoming increasingly concerned about her mom as the days and the weeks go on. She stopped talking to us. She stopped texting, stopped calling. We're very clear on her her intentions, and she, she does not intend to come back. She's always been very close to her mom, and her parents were very close. The 33 years they were together, they maybe spent a month apart the whole time. She's she's also left her partner? She's left her husband as well? Yeah, she's left everyone. She's just upped and left her entire family behind her. What exactly does Laura and her family do? They have access to find my iPhone app, so they're able to track her location through her um, phone. Initially, she'd go down for two days, maybe three days, and she'd have to come back because she was missing school, so she'd have to come back to, to do her job. But then, around the 15th or 16th of November, she decides to go to Dallas and tells her family that she's not coming back. And so, when she wasn't texting or calling, it was, it was very scary. So, we had police make contact three times. They tell the police where they've seen her iPhone is tracking to a hotel. They talk to her and the police tell Laura that her mom seems okay and that there's nothing really they can do because she's a grown woman. We just started to feel very helpless at that point and just kind of just just very sad and backed into a corner because we we had a, a, a big feeling that she was not coming back. So next day, things begin to get drastic and the family know that they have to take action because it's been weeks since their mother has gone down to Dallas and she's beginning to cut off all communication. So Laura's father decides to obtain a legal guardianship of his wife in the hopes of having her evaluated by a psychiatrist. And so we went through the process of of having a judge sign an order to uh, make my dad an emergency guardian of her. And so once they get this guardianship, uh, a deputy goes again to this house where her mom is now living in Texas and they take her from the house and they put her in a mental institution. And, um, and then they, they ended up putting her in a psychiatric hospital for about two weeks. At that point, it really did seem to be the obvious solution, especially when her doctor thought so as well. Like everybody, everybody thought that was the right thing to do. At this point, her mom is is just not communicating with Laura or her family at all. Um, and 
the only communication they have with her while she's in this institution is a letter that her mum wrote to her dad. The search for JFK Jr. turned into a much more meaningful one, a much more intensely spiritual one. I need to say the path I took was, and is, still a very spiritual walk with God. What I do mourn is the loss of our marriage. I have come to that conclusion, and I know it's something I have given a lot of thought to. I can't go back. I can't live in the past. Thank you so much for the years we shared. It was full of many wonderful memories that I will always treasure. So she kind of basically saying she's happy now walking with God, and she's okay giving up everything else for that. I'm sure you have questions, and I intend on answering them. It's with a heavy heart that I send you this letter, but I am very happy to be giving everything up for my walk with God. I will always love you. So there's still people in Dallas with negative 48 right now. And there's increasingly worrying reports kind of coming out of the group. Some of his followers have apparently been drinking chlorine dioxide, which is very similar to bleach, drinking it from a communal bowl. But his power over these people doesn't seem to have waned whatsoever. He recently took the whole group on a 1,000-mile journey from Dallas to Phoenix, Arizona, for the Donald Trump rally, where he was walking around with Trump JFK t-shirts on. All the group were wearing red ties like Donald Trump. They actually got seats right up in front of the stage, which they took as a sign from Donald Trump that Michael Protzman was in some way a VIP. Afterwards, on the way home, in a live chat with his 100,000 followers online, Protzman said that was actually JFK on stage pretending to be Donald Trump. So what does negative 48 Michael Protzman have to say about all this? I've been trying at least to have some sort of conversation with him. And I've had a few texts and phone conversations, albeit brief, with him over the last couple of months. I've asked him about gematria, his predictions. Uh, mostly I've asked him about like his failed predictions and the worrying practices that seem to be taking place within his group. And his his responses have been pretty uniform. He's either dismissed me out of hand, ignored me, or sent me some gematria using my name and suggesting that I'm part of some fake news or the devil or Satan or something like that. Um, and he's started calling me a prostitute, which he does for a lot of other journalists who ask him questions as well. And it's kind of become a a common phrase within his group now. I'm telling you what, that ain't no Newsweek reporter. That's Donald Trump. He's in charge. And recently in a One Life chat, he kind of claimed that all the reporting that we were doing advice, that at Rolling Stone and Newsweek as well, who were also covering him, was just completely fake. And he actually claimed to his followers, even though it made no logical sense, that Trump was in some way working through us. There's another reason why you know he's in charge. When Newsweek, Rolling Stones, and Vice, and all this, they call me the, you know, the um, Protestant death cult leader. Well, number one, that's slander on a level that's just over the top, stupid, crazy. Now, am I going to uh, sue Donald Trump for for promoting that? No, I'm not. I know how this ends, and so I'm not too excited about it. Hmm. 
How does that feel? Well, it's really quite depressing because I've spent three months speaking to family members whose loved ones are in Dallas, who are still in the grip of Protzman's beliefs and who are afraid they're either never going to see their family members again or who are just feel their, their family is utterly broken now because of this man. So that's quite depressing. But it's not all going negative 48's way. He has kind of angered some people within the movement and they're kind of fighting back and there's a bit of tension there. So since leaving uh, Dallas, Angela from Florida has come away with a lot more doubts. She since started her own Telegram channel and that is dedicated now to debunking negative 48 and trying to show how dangerous he can be. My goal was to just out this person and, and to expose him for the fraud that he is. Uh, but he's still, he still has tens of thousands of followers. But for all the skepticism that Angela says she has about negative 48 when I spoke to her, you can't separate that from the fact that she was there for weeks working, as she said herself, night and day on these spreadsheets to help people from all over the country travel to Dallas, coordinating hotels, coordinating flights, basically helping facilitate Protzman's predictions and bringing people to him, uh, essentially. And even if she doesn't believe now in what Negative 48 is saying, she still believes in the broader QAnon conspiracies. Really? So she's trying to distance herself from one conspiracy while still very much believing in the main big one that originated that second one, right? Like, how does that work? If you look at QAnon, most of the followers, they've been able to compartmentalize conspiracy theories. So if you take, for example, the conspiracies that Negative 48 was spreading about Jesus and the bloodline to JFK and Donald Trump and JFK being resurrected. That's one conspiracy that they can kind of dismiss. And in the same breath, they can talk about Donald Trump waging this secret war against the deep state to unearth a cabal of Democrats and Hollywood elite who are running a secret child sex trafficking ring. And that's completely rational to them and normal. And it comes back to how QAnon is structured and this idea of doing your own research. By doing that, people are allowed to come to their own conclusions about what is real and what isn't within QAnon. They can say, well, that's, I've done my own research. That's not really part of QAnon. This is what QAnon is. And so I think what has okay. happened to Angela, when you speak to her, it still hasn't shaken her belief in the core conspiracy that QAnon has promoted. And that's because she's been able to kind of separate out the two, even though they're both intrinsically linked. So what about Laura's mom? Is she still in Dallas right now? She is. Um, she's living in a house just outside Dallas, actually. Um, she spent two weeks in the mental institution, um, but was able to leave. She was picked up by her friends that were linked with negative 48. And since she sent that letter to her family, she hasn't really spoken to anyone in the family except for another text saying that she's sorry and saying goodbye. 
it's very hard to watch and and my brother and I have been having a, a very rough time with it but we're trying to we're trying to keep it together because we you know we have a lot of life left to live and it's for my dad really that we're just trying to be um very 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 strong about everything David you've been following this movement for for a long time right so I guess I'm wondering like what does this chapter in Dallas say to you it, it's hard to judge because a lot of people within the QAnon movement have dismissed this kind of offshoot, for want of a better word. But this is part of QAnon. This is something that has grown out of QAnon. This is how QAnon is now evolving. We are seeing people within the movement kind of jostling for power. There are tens of millions of people in the US who believe in some aspect of QAnon. And there, there are people out there who are seeking to take control of those people and take them in whatever direction they want. Michael Trotzman decided he wanted to take them in this really extreme, out there direction. There are others who want to kind of move more mainstream, and we've seen how QAnon and the Republican Party have begun to merge in some aspects, especially around the election fraud and the big lie. So what it, this tells me about QAnon is that a year after the insurrection, a year after Q has disappeared, a year and a bit after Trump left the White House, this movement has not gone away as many had predicted. It's evolving, it's changing, but it has found new homes and it will continue to change and evolve in the years ahead. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This episode was reported by David Gilbert and produced by Adriana Rodriguez, Jen Kinney, and Sam Greenspan. Special thanks to Karma, who helped with research for this report. Vice News Reports is produced by Sophie Cases, Jen Kinney, and Sarah Cavedo. Our senior producers are Ashley Cleek, Adiza Egan, and Sam Greenspan. Our associate producers are Steph Brown, Sam Egan, and Adriana Rodriguez. Sound design and music composition by Steve Bone, Pran Bandy, Natasha Jacobs, and Kyle Murdoch. Our executive producer and the VP of Vice Audio is Kate Osborne. Janet Lee is senior production manager for Vice Audio. Fact-checking by Nicole Pasolka. Our theme music is by Steve Bone. I'm Ariel Dermas. Podcasters say this all the time. I'm going to say it right now. We would love if you took the time to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really does help other people find the show. 
Vice News Reports drops every Thursday, so be sure to check back in next week.